Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. I'm not going to hold you very long today, but I got to tell you the good news. Luke chapter 24, when you have it, just shout, I got it. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus, and it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember, remember how he spake unto you when you were yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again and they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest I'm going to read some more from this scripture but that's I'm going to stop right there for right now and I like to ask the Lord to just touch us today as we dwell on the word for just a few more moments would you do that with me Lord I thank you for this moment, I thank you for your power and your presence, and I thank you for your word. And I ask you now that this word today would bring new life, new meaning, new touch, healing, understanding, and maturity to the hearers. And God, help us to not only just be hearers, but help us be doers also. And we'll be so careful to give you praise and glory. And if you believe it, just shout amen. Amen, amen and you may be seated. Thank you for standing so long with us today. Amen. I know that uh, the, the kids are excited about uh, their, their Easter eggs and some of y'all got stuff in the crock pot. Mm. Listen, if you got something in the crock pot at home right now, raise your hand. All right. So oh, you, you, I'm just, I'm just checking because I'm seeing where I'm going at the church. Yeah, okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It shall, it shall, it shall live again. Jesus being resurrected over the last couple Sundays, I have preached and taught a series of lessons on this time frame of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I started with his death, and I started with the cross, 
And then last week I taught about that grave and what happened as he was put into that grave and what happened in those three days, that time. But today I want to focus on his, his resurrection. And I want to, in the very onset of this, this message slash lesson today, I want to declare to you emphatically, we serve a risen Savior. We serve a risen Savior. He is alive and he is well. And I want to just talk to you for a few moments about some things that happened surrounding his resurrection. The Bible tells us that it was the first day of the week. This would be Sunday. The Lord was uh, resurrected from the dead on a Sunday, the first day of the Jewish week. And the Holy Ghost on, on the 50th day after Passover, on Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon the people and the church was born also on a Sunday. That is why we gather as Christians on Sunday. That helps some people in the room. This is why, this is why we gather here. We gather on a Sunday, the Lord's Day, first day of the week, to celebrate his resurrection and to celebrate his power and to celebrate the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. On that day they came. They could not come on the day before because it was the Sabbath and they could do no work. They had come to work on him. They had come to perform on him uh, the, the, the sacraments and the ceremonies of Jewish culture to prepare his body even more, to pour on more spices and to pour on more spikenard. Last week I talked about Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea burying Jesus with a hundred pounds of oils and spices. You find this in the book of John. It is, it is amazing to read this. They buried him with a hundred pounds of oils and spices and the Bible says they buried him in the manner of the Jews. They took time and they 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 cleaned his body they prepared him so perfectly if they did it in the manner of the Jews and so now they've come on the Lord's day they, they've the Passover is over and it's now a new week a new day and they're excited it's the beginning of a new day the Jews would call this the eighth day they would call it the the, the completion it was it, it for them it was the completion of Passover and it was the beginning there is a newness Jesus rested, uh, God rested on the seventh day, and the eighth day was a new day. And it would be considered by the Jews that the eighth day of the week, if this is the eighth day, on the eighth day there's newness. This is why at the age of eight, a child would be given their name. Uh, they had to be alive for seven. In Jewish culture, it was the eighth day before the child could receive a name. And it was also, uh, this is why when Jesus was born and, and, and John the Baptist was born, it was so amazing that their names were already known. Because it would take time, it would take at least eight days for the family to name a child. But they already had a name. And uh, so on this eighth day, they come to this, this place, this tomb where they know Jesus is laid. And the stone is there and, and there's a seal on the stone. Uh, but when they get to this place, uh, the stone has been rolled away from, from the tomb, from the sepulcher, as Luke would call it. And, and they entered into it. They, they, the, the, the stone is rolled away. They're perplexed by it. They, they look inside, and he's not there. 
and, and they, they could not find the body of the Lord. And it came to pass as they stood there looking, there appeared unto them two men, two angels as we know. And they are, their garments are shining like light. And they say, they say to them, why are you looking for the dead uh, among, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He, he's not here, but he is risen. Re remember, he told you this was going to happen. He told you the Son of Man must be delivered. This is verse 7 of Luke 24. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. I like this next verse in verse 8. The Bible says, and they remembered his words. Oh, hallelujah. You cannot forget in the time of stress what God told you when you sat at his feet. Listen, they were so stressed out. They were so broken. They were so mournful that they forgot what Jesus had told them. Jesus had already told them, I will be broken. I will be crucified. But I will rise again on the third day. He already told them this, but they forgot it because trauma will make you forget God's word. Despair will make you forget God's word. Brokenness will make you forget what God said. Don't forget in the darkness what God told you in the light. Don't forget in your brokenness what God told you in your healing. Don't forget in your mess what God promised you in your miracle. Don't forget don't forget in the in the valley what God spoke into your heart on the mountaintop. They had to have somebody remind them, oh, he already told us. Can I speak to somebody today? He already told you it was going to work out. He already told you that your kids were coming back. He already told you that you was going to be healed. He already told you that there was ministry in you. He already told you that you was going to make it to the top. He already told you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He already told you that no man can stand against you. He already told you if he was for you, who can be against you? He already told you, I won't leave you in the darkness. He already told you that it's all going to work out for your good. Somebody got to be reminded on the Lord's day that he already told us that he said, I'm going to rise again. He already prophesied. And they remembered. Oh, I come today to help somebody remember. Remember what he told you. Remember he told you trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning. Remember he told you, I've never forsaken my seed, and I've never seen my seed begging bread. Remember, remember he told you. And they remembered. Oh, yeah. Why are we even here? He already told us the key. He already told us that he would be beaten. He told us that he would be crucified. And he told us that he was going to rise again on the third day. Matter of fact, I remember him telling us because remember when Peter tried to tell him, no, you don't have to do all this. He rebuked him. Remember when he rebuked him? He had already told us this. And so 
they returned from the sepulcher, verse 9, and they told the thing, they told everybody. They told, they told all the rest of the people. And, and it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other woman, women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. You see, the ones, oh, this is so good. The ones that had already been to the tomb saw the evidence and got revelation. They were so excited to tell everybody else, this is awesome. He's risen. This is amazing. But the ones that had not yet seen the empty tomb, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it yet. They believed them not. Listen, they said that they treated them as if they were just telling some lies. That they were telling idle fables. Y'all just making this up. Y'all did not go to the tomb. Who wrote the stone away? You? Did you? Mary? Did you? All of a sudden become super strong and roll the stone away? You telling me that you went in? This, this is a lie. Y'all lying. Y'all trying to get us excited. Listen, it's hard for those that have the revelation to explain it to people that don't. Listen, Listen, there may be some folks in the room today who from the very first part of this service, you're thinking, these folks is crazy. All this singing, all this dancing, all these people so excited, people going up front, this place is out of control. But listen, we've been to the empty tomb. We believe that he's not there because we've been to the empty tomb and we believe that he's a risen savior. That he's more than just a prophet. That he's more than just a good man. But I believe that he's alive. And check it out. I just don't believe he's alive. I believe he's alive in me. Hey, he's in me. I've been possessed. Listen, why is it so easy for us to believe the devil can't possess somebody, but so difficult for us to believe that God can possess somebody? I wish people would look at me and say, he's possessed. You're absolutely right. He filled me and he washed me and he cleansed me and he possessed me. I am his child. He said, I will walk with them and I will walk in them. He's in me. You ought to high five somebody and tell them, I'm glad to be possessed. Uh, then arose Peter. And ran to the sepulcher and stooping down. Oh, that's right, Peter. If anybody in this story needs to stoop, it's you. Because you got all kinds of ego and zero humility. So in order for him to see that it was empty, he had to humble himself. And he stooped down. Nobody else stooped. We don't, we don't read where anybody else stooped. Maybe Peter was just tall. Maybe he's looking like Brian Hewling over here. But nobody else had to stoop. All we know is that when Peter came, he had to stoop. And he had to get way down and he had to look in. And it was through his humility that he looked in and saw that he was risen. And stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that, at that which was come to pass. And behold, two of them, went that same day to a village called Emmaus 
and which was uh, from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. It was, it, was a, it was a little bit of a distance. And they talked together of all these things that happened. They were just walking down the road to Emmaus, and they were just talking. Man, this is crazy. Who got him? Who took him? And these folks just out of their mind. Who stole him? They're talking all these things. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near. Can I tell you this? Listen to me. This is is so good. If you want him to show up, just start talking about him. It's hard to talk about Jesus and him not show up. (laughs) They just kind of, just two brethren. Listen, this is why sometimes we say, listen, let's have a little Bible study. Let's get together. Let's have a little coffee and let's talk about Jesus. Because I've been sitting at Cup and Salsa right down the street here with a cup of coffee, talking to somebody about Jesus, and Jesus slapped right into Cup and Salsa with us. And I say, man, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Because if you'll talk about him, he'll show up. And when they talk, they communed, communion, hallelujah. When they communion, do you know what communion is? It's when we get together. That's why he said, when you, when you do this, you remember me. Remember. We are all members of the body. And when we get together, we remember. This is communion right here. That's why you should forsake not yourselves the assembling of the brother. And when you see that the earth is about to end and these days are drawing closer, you should assemble more. Amen. That's a whole other message. And they talked together all these things which had happened. And it came to pass while they communed together and they reasoned, Jesus drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that you have one another as you walk and are sad? What you talking about, Willis? That's what Jesus said. What y'all talking about? What y'all talking about? Why y'all so sad? What y'all talking about? What manner of communication are these? What you talking about? And, 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 and why as you walk you are so sad? And one of them whose name was Cleophas. See, I love that the Bible gives a name because we know he wasn't even with the 12. This is a random disciple. Thank God for the Cleophases. Before he showed himself to the known disciples, to the inner circle, before he showed himself to the cool kids, he showed himself to a nobody named Cleophas. Yeah, I don't want to talk to nobody about this. One of them, whose name was Cleophas, answered him. He said, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which are come to pass in these, in these days? Where are you from, bro? Don't you know? Have you not turned on the, I mean, where are you from? Did you land here just a few minutes ago from Mars? Do you not know what's been going on around here? Do you not know? Where, where are you from? And he said unto them, what things? They said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. We, we, we thought he was the one. We thought he was the one. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. 
Yea, and a certain woman also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher, and they, they couldn't find his body, and they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. They didn't see him. We're just filling you in with what happened here. Jesus, listen, Jesus is so rude for this. He just letting them tell a story. He just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've all done this before. We knew the, all the answers to the questions, but we let people just talk, just talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, okay. Explain it to me. Listen, I, I, I want you to imagine this moment. These disciples have just heard that Jesus is alive somehow, or at least he's missing. We don't know where this dude is. The sepulcher is empty. We don't, we don't know what's happening. They decided in the midst of all that, let's go to Emmaus. These two men have decided in the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of all this uncertainty, we're just going to take a trip to Emmaus, just, just me and you, doing exactly what Jesus has asked them to do. He said, don't none of you go out by yourself. You go by twos. They traveled to Emmaus, and those two men communing among themselves, talking about him, conjured his spirit to them. And he, as he walked with them, and as, they, as these two men told Jesus the story, in verse 24, he said, but, they, but, they, but him they saw not. In verse 25, and then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe. Watch this. Are you with me? Is everybody still with me? I'm not going to preach much longer. He said, O fools, and slow to believe, not Mary. Not Peter. Jesus wasn't mad that they didn't believe Mary and, 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 and Mary Magdalene and, and, and Joanna and, and Peter and John. He said, I'm upset that you didn't believe. I'm calling you a fool not because you didn't believe people. I'm calling you a fool and telling you you are slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Let me say it to you like this today. You don't have to believe me. God will not count it against your record that you didn't believe me. I'm nobody. I'm just a vessel. I'm a microphone. That's all I am. I'm an amplifier of the word. I'm not the word. I'm an amplifier of the word. I'm just a man. I'm the in-between. You will not be considered a fool for not believing me. You will be considered a fool for not believing the word that's already written. He, he called them fools not because they didn't believe Mary and they didn't believe Peter and John. He called them fools because they could not see that the prophets had already spoken. He said, O fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses. Somebody say the Torah. Beginning at Genesis. 
and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I was in there. Y'all missed it. Oh, fool, and slow to believe everything the prophets said about me. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him. Listen, they still don't even know him. He told them, oh, fools of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And he began at Moses and he expounded on everything the prophets had said concerning himself. And when they got to the village, Jesus acted like he was going to keep on going. And they said, no, abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and broke it. ha. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Listen, <clears throat> y'all might not be as excited as I am. Y'all think about fried chicken. But this is so good to me. I'm about to come out of my skin. Because he gave them the word. He told them who, he told them everything that the prophets have said concerning himself. They said, stay with us. He stayed with them. He sat down with them. He broke the bread, and as he blessed it, and he gave it to them, their eyes were opened, and they now knew him, and they knew him, and then he vanished out of their sight. My God. What was he trying to say about the prophets and about Moses and the breaking? What was he trying to say? He was trying to say, you can only know me through the bread of life. You will only know me through the word. You can only know me through my scriptures. You will really see who I am when you get in that bread. It was the bread. It was the breaking of the bread that opened their eyes. They said, man, this is he. They saw him. Can I preach to a church today? Can I preach to some people? Maybe you don't even really go to church, and that's fine. We're so thankful that you're here today. We are overwhelmed and overjoyed that you came in the house today. But if I can leave you with one thing, you got to get you a Bible, and you got to start reading because there's no way I can even really show you what you need to see today. But if you keep reading it and you keep ingesting it, there's going to come a point that the bread will reveal Listen, I'm not trying to get you to join a denomination. I'm not trying to get you to come on board. I'm not, I, listen, I'm not an Amway salesman. I'm not trying to sell you some pyramid deal here. All I'm telling you is if you'll look for yourself, if you will taste and see that the Lord, he is good. If you'll open it yourself, if you'll get in that Bible yourself, there is a revelation in the breaking of bread. Hey! And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us when he talked to us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, there was something about him. When, he would, when we were just walking, that, when we didn't even know that he was the Messiah, just walking with him as he talked to us, man, I was on fire. Whew. 
It was something in his words that made our hearts burn within us when he talked to us and when he opened to us the scripture. There's some people sitting in this room right now. Your heart's on fire. Your mind's racing. You're thinking, what am I feeling right now? Listen, it's because I've opened the scriptures. There's something about the bread, the resurrection of life. You need to know that he is a risen Savior. He is not dead. He came back alive so that he could share himself with us. He said to his disciples, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Take, eat. This is my body. And he told his disciples, eat the word. More than eating a wafer. You need to have a daily diet of the bread. And that's how. And they arose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem. I'm almost finished. They found the eleven gathered together. Them that were with them saying, the Lord has risen indeed. They came back to these two men that now had the revelation. They came back to the disciples. They, they ran in. They said, man, the Lord has risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told the things which were done in the way and how he was known unto them in the breaking of bread. Don't nobody break bread like that. Got to be him. He said, they told him, he said, he was known to us in the breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, as they were telling them, as these two guys were telling those guys, man, when he began to break the bread, we realized who he was. When they're telling him that, they're, they're telling that Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. As fast as he went, he came right back. Surprise. He said, when we saw the bread break, we recognized. And as they told them, Listen, that's why some of us, we tell everybody we meet that he's risen. Everybody who knows you should know that you believe he's risen. Because when you begin to tell others he's risen, he shows up. When you begin to tell others your revelation, listen, I didn't believe it. I was a skeptic. But one day, I was just reading the word. Anybody got a testimony like that in the house? That, 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 that there were some things you were a little shaky on, but just, just one, one Wednesday morning with the Bible open and a cup of coffee in your hand, you read that one scripture, you said, hold up. I get it now. And that's the moment that you got to tell everybody you know. You see, because when you begin to tell other people that he's risen, he comes in the room. As they begin to say he's risen and we knew him in the breaking of bread, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and he said, peace be unto you. But they were terrified. They were frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. Don't let us frighten you today. Because he said, why are you troubled and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Handle me and see. Revelation, revelation comes through the word. When you, when you handle that word, you handle him. He said, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed him his hands and feet 
And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto him, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb. And he took it and he did eat before them. He wasn't hungry. He was just showing them, I'm real. I'm sitting at meat with you. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. See, he, he, he references the Psalm. Go home today and read Psalms 22 and Psalms 31. Go home today and read Psalms. There's more, but Psalms 22 and Psalms 31 going to blow your mind. He said, David, David spoke about me in the Psalms. Then he then, got to hear it. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He opened their minds. Can you imagine sitting in that room? looking at a man that you watched die I saw you he didn't open a door to get in there he didn't put in a keypad code the ring doorbell outside missed him completely he was not there and then he was there that's how that happened that's how that happened they're sitting there and he says I tried to tell you but here let me open your mind Poof, their minds are open they understand all things they understand everything that was said from the book of Genesis to this moment and he said unto them thus it is written and thus it, is, it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name among in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of this thing and behold I send the promise of my father unto you but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high you hear that catch that it wasn't over it was just starting he wasn't saying I fulfilled all this in scene it's over God bless peace see you when I see you no he said it is it is written it is finished I'm gonna open up your minds I'm gonna I'm gonna let you understand everything from the beginning to the end here it is understanding Every disciple in that room saw it all. They had complete understanding. And when they had understanding, he gave them purpose. Here's your mission. Now you have understanding. You see it from Genesis to this moment. You see it all. You understand everything that Isaiah wrote. And he's hard to understand. You understand everything Ezekiel wrote. He's harder to understand. You understand everything that Daniel wrote. He's the hardest to understand. You understand it all. They got it all. It's all played out. It's all in front of their heads. And he says, you understand it all? That repentance and remission of sins should be preached. This is what he gave people who understood it all. Go preach remission of sins. Among all nations, start here in Jerusalem. 
you're witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city. Don't, don't leave. Stay here until you receive that power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. It wasn't ending. Here's what we need to know today is that the resurrection is not the ending. The resurrection is the beginning. This is where it starts. Jesus was letting his disciples know, look, you have complete understanding from that moment to this. Now go preach it. Go preach it. Preach remission. Preach repentance. Preach it because the promise of the Father is coming. And when they received that promise of the Father in the book of Acts chapter 2, when they were, that house was filled with his glory, and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, understanding, they knew it all. Someone said, they're drunk. But Peter said, no, they're not drunk like ye suppose, seeing this is but the third hour of the day, about 9 o'clock in the morning. He said, it ain't even drinking time yet. They're not drunk. But this is what the prophet Joel spoke about. You know why? You know why Peter knew it was what the prophet Joel spoke about? Because Jesus gave him understanding of everything that the prophet Joel wrote. He said, this is what the prophet Joel spoke about. That in the last days I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. <laughs> he says, look, Jesus was more than a prophet. I'm going to tell you how I know that Jesus is more than a prophet. Because you know that David, your king. David, you're Michael Jordan. David, you're LeBron James. David, you're best of the best. You're David, who you love so dearly. You can go to his sepulcher today. And he's there. But Jesus is risen. He's not in that tomb. He is alive and he is well and he is Lord of all. Because Peter has complete understanding. His mind has been opened to all the scriptures. He is the greatest theologian of all time. And they said, man, that's phenomenal. What shall we do? He does exactly what Jesus told him to do in Luke 24 and verse 47. Told him to preach. What should be preached? Repentance. Repent, every one of you. Repent. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission. You see, Peter's not making this up. Peter is literally saying verbatim what Jesus told him after he opened his understanding of the scriptures. It is written that Christ must suffer and that repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name among all nations. Everybody beginning in Jerusalem. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the promise. What promise? And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this.
promise is unto you and it's unto your children and it's unto those that are far off as many as the Lord our God shall call. Listen, don't let it ever be said that this is just a hype church. Don't let it ever be said that this is just a singing church. Don't let it ever be said that this is just a fancy church. But let it be said that the word of God is preached here. Let it be said that the scriptures are unfolded here. Let it be said that we believe in repentance. Let it be said that we believe in remission. Let it be said that we believe in the promise. Because that's what Jesus told them to preach after he opened up their understanding. Repent. Have your sins remitted. Those three beautiful ladies that were baptized in Jesus' name today, their sins were remitted. They repented, but they needed remitted. Their sins were remitted, and they received the promise of the Father. And you know what? They got it like they got it. By the evidence, speaking in a new tongue. We're not ashamed today. We're not shy. Because we got scripture. Scripture is better than denominational. Scripture is better than religion. Scripture is better than what I say, what you say. Scripture is way better because it was the scripture that helped. Because it was in the breaking of the bread, the script, the word, where revelation was given. Understanding, I see him. If you want to see him today, it's in the word. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.